0: Incubus song Quicksand? How good is that song? It's not real. Just like Quicksand itself, that song is not real. Dude, I will go to bat for Incubus. Josh, my man. (laughs) Dude, I got some good memories about Incubus, my man. (laughs) Me too. They're good (laughs) memories. Ozfest? Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) You saw saw Incubus at (laughs) Ozfest? I did. I saw Pantera at Ozfest. I uh... saw Incubus open up for Aerosmith once, I think. (laughs) No Uh, way. No fucking way. How did that happen? Fuck. Well, they, they weren't—they weren't big enough to headline, so I went to Indianapolis and, and went to it for Incubus, and then Aerosmith put on a pretty good show. Hey guys, let's give it up for Incubus. Shoo by ba ba I could have seen, like, filter opening for Aerosmith, but... Yeah, that makes sense. Filter or fuel. Fuel would have been... Yeah, Maybe, fuel. Oh, maybe that man. was fuel, actually. Maybe fuel opened for them that time. Did uh, you guys date a girl who was into fuel? Of course who you didn't? did, because you're my age. <laughs> I was that guy into fuel. Hemorrhage in my hands? Bring it, man. Yo, I would have dated you. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, I would have smooched you so hard in high school. <laughs> Josh, I hate to break it to you. Quicksand is not real. Yeah, quicksand <laughs> is totally fucking real. It's not real. It's, it's, not not real. it's, not, it's fake. <laughs> it's fake. It's not a real thing. Kevin has told us there, and is, <laughs> there is sand and mud that you can get stuck in. What are you yes. saying isn't real about it? <laughs> I, I'm saying the the, the part that's quicksand isn't real. Like yes, okay. right. pits of mud exist, but churning sand vortexes that suck you in. No, they're not vortexes. But you can get trapped in water and. What sand. about some sloppy soft mud that you just fall in? That's real. I'm not saying mud doesn't exist, guys. I'm saying quicksand doesn't (laughs) exist. This is a very semantic argument right now. I'm not very seriously saying quicksand doesn't exist. (laughs) I have never heard you be more serious in my life. Yeah. Kevin has been on a campaign to demystify the world about quicksand. Well, I learned things all the time on this pod. Uh, Like, uh, I learned that Charlemagne was real.
1: Uh, Yeah, Charlemagne
0: was a real guy. What do you think? I I didn't know that. (laughs) He invented quicksand, you idiot. <laughs> he won so many battles by luring people into quicksand. The Charlemagne maneuver. Don't you know about it? <laughs> Come and get me. Why, why is Charlemagne just standing there? He's not he's not attacking us. Should we go forward? We should go forward. Ah, oh, god damn it, quicksand again. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's just like in Braveheart, but with Quicksand. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Just butt at someone while they're singing a quicksand <laughs> is also very funny. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to little Goosebuds, Buds. The, the podcast where we pepper our quicksand trutherisms throughout, <laughs> throughout <laughs> discussion of children's media. Yeah. Well, it's very important <laughs> that we talk about it today because uh, we're talking about Rule 34 and quicksand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it wasn't t- to protect myself sure. a little bit. <laughs> I did not Google Rule Thirty Four. No, Chad did. I no no. I am not taking that. No, Chad said some bullshit about when I was at work on a real show. <laughs> uh people discovered it. Stop. That that is a thing on Deviant. Deviant quicksand. It is a thing. I don't. I don't believe in it. I don't support it. <laughs> I feel like I'm on, like, some fucking, like, Joe Rogan-esque podcast right now about quicksand. Here's my favorite thing. So Chad sent over, and we'll attach this to the podcast. Chad sent over a, a smattering of quicksand deviant art arts. And is, okay, I can clarify. It's not that I just had a collection. This is me Googling <laughs> DVD art quicksand, and I screenshotted Google image results. I just... It was not something that he put together for us. It was, this was not curated no, by No, it says at the top, it says, secret Chad quicksand folder, <laughs> quote unquote, new folder. <laughs> don't, don't open. Really, don't open. Third folder deep. <laughs> Chad Googled Chad's favorite horny sand, and this is what came up. <laughs> now horny sand exists i'm not saying horny sand doesn't horny sand is real uh i just want to say that there's a bunch of pictures and the only one where someone does not look upset about the quicksand is the one with cindy quicksand slideshow cindy is very jacked and cindy is strutting across the quicksand with yeah she don't get affected by quicksand too strong for quicksand <laughs> he was fine <laughs> It's a gif, yeah. too. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, it's a gif? Oh. Maybe maybe things change later on. We just have a screenshot. <laughs> we'll never know. The thing is that Cindy is like Kevin and does not believe in quicksand. And if you do not believe in quicksand, you cannot be affected by quicksand. Ah, uh, the Looney Tune rule. <laughs> Hello, I'm Paul. I'm Chad. I'm Kevin. And we have a guest with us today. Who? <laughs> Yeah! <laughs> Classic Who, showing up and, and introducing <laughs> himself like that. Oh, hi, it's Josh from everything that you've seen Paul in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just the albatross around his neck. <laughs> There's other non-Paul related media. Sure. It's it's Josh from the recent God of War video I, I saw. <laughs> <laughs> the new was one. Anderson, God of War? Yeah, yeah. the new video. Oh, uh, so recent. <laughs> I just saw a picture of myself from that time period. I looked good. Yeah, dude, you still look good. But yeah, you, look good. you still look good. Ah, oh, man, a quicksand would suck you right up. No. <laughs> you know, I might let it if it were real. If it were picnic time, I would let it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh
0: my god! Um, for a slight change of pace on our normally goosebumps-related podcast, we're watching another R.L. Stein. John, as the Philly kids say, uh, <laughs> don't dude. pander to me. We we are covering the first two aired episodes of Nick Junior's Eureka's Castle children's fantasy show eureka's castle children's fantasy uh uh filling dead air uh eureka's castle written by jovial bob stein as head writer dude did you guys know i know you guys do a podcast about rl stein but did you know what his name stands for let's hear it (laughs) real life frankenstein (laughs) wow (laughs) think about it that's the truest thing i've heard since i learned that quicksand wasn't real He changed the Frank N from it uh, for showbiz. Well, yeah. people were like, you mean Frankenstein's real-life monster had him the whole time? So he had <laughs> the short... <laughs> That's a cool fact. Same fucking people who don't believe quicksand's real So that shit. <laughs> Josh, this is why we had you on the podcast for bringing your expansive knowledge. of all Yeah, of this. I tried to bring something to the table. <laughs> <laughs> we we usually because you know, usually we're we're reading uh, a Goosebumps book, and mm-hmm. so we do. I'll usually invite this question in anyway. Like, what is your what is your own relationship, Josh, with the works of uh, Mister Stein? So in fifth grade. Uh, my fifth grade teacher was, like, real horny about reading. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mr. Emery, and he was a great teacher. I love Mr. Ethan Emery um, was your fifth grade teacher? Ethan Emery was my fifth grade teacher. He had to <laughs> take a sabbatical to be in uh, Vegas vacation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is that the
0: guy from Empire Records that yeah, you talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah. I fucking, I fucking hate that movie. <laughs> anyway, uh... So we had to write, uh, like, a paper a week or whatever uh, about a book we read, right? So Goosebumps was, like, all over the place at this point. So I read so many Goosebumps. A book a week? Yeah, it would suck, dude. (laughs) (laughs) On top? (laughs) On top of school? Yeah, I had to learn about, like, George Washington and read a book. It was horrible. Wow. Wow. Did any book qualify, though? Like, could you read a Goose... If you could read a Goosebumps, I think you could knock those out in a week. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. You could read, like any book and really. that's what that's what you did is you would do the goosebumps. so you'd ha- how many goosebumps books did you read that year Josh? i probably read four or five that's a good amount yeah I, one was about a mummy i read bunicula oh bunicula was a good that's actually a good one we should have read that's that for a good the one day. yeah uh did you do, you do you remember if you liked them or disliked them or did you were you impartial i thought they were good because i was a dumb idiot <laughs> <laughs> wow No, they were good. They were short, so I liked that. They were kind of fun. I don't know. Did it spark a lifelong love affair with reading for you? No. I mean, I do like reading, but, like, the making a kid read a book a week is a surefire way to make them hate reading. Yeah, yeah, that was my experience as a a child, too, where, like, I probably would have liked reading if they had not made me do it so hard. But did you guys not get pizza from it because I got pizza for reading yeah. and that made me love reading no that was a whole different scam I lived next to a pizzeria for my entire life so I could just get pizza when the I wanted King England over here. I live next to a pizzeria <laughs> it was next to the train tracks and the garage was always uh, collapsed in on itself and it still is to this day <laughs> that's some Boston shit man that's some Boston John dude thanks man <laughs> not to not to circle too far back josh but i i do would love i, I would love to see a a reading as cool poster with you where it's just that quote you said a few minutes ago of like you can just really read any book but <laughs> yeah. okay you might not know that's true if you're a young child because yeah, it feels like it isn't right kevin no, yeah, yeah. Like you can like because they give yeah. you like the children's books and the adult books and the young adult books. It's like mm-hmm. you just grab an adult book and read it. You could just read it. I remember I read the the uh, screenplay version of Star Wars and I was like, "There's all cool. these parts in it that like aren't in the movie." I was like, "What the fuck?" Whoa, huh? cool! You got all Chewbacca's lines in there? Yeah, Chewbacca, Chewbacca had saying? like words. No, he didn't. But there's one part where he shaves his balls. Whoa! To get quicksand. <laughs> <laughs> I get I'm not I'm not saying Quicksand isn't real in the Star Wars cinematic universe. <laughs> oh my god. Now you're just confusing the viewers. <laughs> Yeah, what's the Sarlacc pit, Kevin? That's quicksand. Yeah. The Sarlacc pit is just quicksand with a personality. <laughs> Does he have a personality? <laughs> yeah. I bet there's an expanded book where you learn all about the Sarlacc. He's like, I live next to a pizza parlor. <laughs> Don't you remember when in the in Return of the Jedi, when the Sarlacc puts its little beak out and it starts spitting like QAnon conspiracy theories out? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I do remember that. Listen, Star Wars is a crazy random universe where Padme falls in love with Anakin Skywalker for some reason. No one knows why. <laughs> they hate sand, quicksand. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Oh. It gets everywhere. <laughs> Wow, we really cracked this one. Well, man. you know the problem is there is no quicksand if they had quicksand quicksand <laughs> stays in its place and Cyclones in it within itself. It doesn't get everywhere. That's what that was the problem You'd actually <laughs> probably like quicksand because yeah, yeah, it stays in its it's nice and zone. concentric. It stays in its <laughs> lane It stays in its lane Stay in your lane, quicksand We're, I love how quicksand is keeping us from talking about Eureka's <laughs> castle. Well, there's so much to talk about <laughs> Oh my god We're going to get letters from the Eureka's Castle (laughs) fans who are like, I remember this show being amazing, and I remember this show being amazing. I do, too. I I was very fond of this show growing up, and I'm re-evaluating some things. I never was, because I didn't have Nickelodeon at this point. Mm. It was in 89, right? And I was like, six? Mm. Was Nickelodeon Uh, a money channel? Disney was back then. (laughs) What? Yeah, some money channel. A yeah, channel you had to pay for. Yeah, what the fuck Us was that? About? Didn't have Nickelodeon. Yeah, what the fuck was that? Paying for a channel? Get real. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> it was the 90s. People could afford to pay for channels. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. You have a personal computer, you can afford Nick Jr. <laughs> Stop buying avocado toast. Uh, there's there. no educational value in this no. show. At all. This shit doesn't teach like, you shit. are they trying to make me remember the lines to Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star? This song, <laughs> I cannot, that, the first song, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, uh, Stone Cold classic. The second song, uh, Your Fish Food Might Be Alive, a, a deep cut that I did not remember from my youth. Well, yeah, what about the Batley remix? <laughs> <laughs> it's like crazy. He crong. just he shows up and he goes
1: reboots. <laughs>
0: DJ Batley is the best yeah. character. What is bat? I mean, I know he's a bat, and I re- I, I recall him as my favorite character. Batley is the R.L. Stein self insert character. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's R.L. Stein, but got the drip <laughs> <laughs> like a sexually transmitted disease. No, like he has a cool outfit. <laughs> oh, is that what the kids are? The drip was always like the clap. <laughs> he, I did write down. He is dressed a bit like someone I would see in West Hollywood. That's very fashionable, with the yeah. big like black le- glasses and like a little cape, and he's got like a little button up. Like Batley's pretty cool. What are they doing in L.A. these days? <laughs> Mostly hanging from the ceiling and flying around and crash landing. Yeah, people can't sleep though because they're upside down or something. <laughs> the problem is you're not dressing in Drac Couture, Josh. I wear Dracar Noir. <laughs> So we watched the first two episodes. We watched episode 1 yes. uh which was terrible I thought. And episode 2 which was was slightly better. They figured it out a little bit. Yeah, I do think that they made well they made some like some Good changes to the random kid videos that they had in here. In in two, (laughs) I don't even want to talk about these random
1: kids. First of
0: all, they are disgusting. They're weird. They're weird. They're weird. (laughs) Like they wash a dog in a pool, and then they're swimming (laughs) in the dog water. The grossest thing. They swim in it. It's fucking disgusting. And <laughs> it's it's like a fucking rainy ass like like April day somewhere in Canada or wherever. I, I need to help explain for the listener that that everything Josh is saying is true. Yes. It is just like in the middle of the show, there is Sesame Street-ish type sequences. With mm-hmm. zero educational context or any or, edu- or anything. But it's just like B roll. It's bizarre. Yeah they sent out Jimmy and Charles to go shoot B-roll and they were like, uh, my niece is having a birthday party. <laughs> and, like the, the water segment was, yeah, they just, a boy had a hose with like ominous music. The Lynchian music that's throughout that? Yeah. <laughs> Hoseboy boy was tight. Like that was a good short.
1: Host boy, I thought Hoseboy was up to no good. I was yeah.
0: like, Hoseboy's is going to flood the neighborhood, dude. Ho- Host boy was definitely the best and most impactful one to me. Yeah, but dog pool, um... (laughs) Dog pool sucked. Gum chewing? Gum chewing was a nightmare. Yo, yo, I have misophonia... Fuck that shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, I clear, this is our, the segment was just a close up of children's mouths chewing gum, and then at the end there was engine trembling. Yeah. Yeah. What was again Lynchian? <laughs> Lynchian sound effects <laughs> added to it. Like the smoke monster from Lost was just over over everything that was happening. It was wild. We I, okay. I, we're jumping through these. I do think we should try and and. Let's try and go How? through these How episodes. How are we going to go in order? Do not worry. I have I have sort of collated <laughs> the sto- the the stories of these episodes. You're a better man than I am. Just one more comment on yeah, Dogpool. Yeah. yeah, The bluegrass in it was pretty good. That like, was pretty, they, pretty
1: good. bluegrass. <laughs> Yo,
0: and I gotta say, all the kid pick ones, uh, the 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 photography was way more interesting than any of those things deserved, you know what I mean? like, yeah, they kept doing weird stuff that you don't normally see no, it was like it was like a bunch of kids washing a dog, which is incredibly boring, but somehow they shot it in a way that made it look not interesting but at least <laughs> varied. I like the girl who uh rolls the dog tail like a doe. <laughs> 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 like she's washing the dog's tail like and she's like rolling it like a like a spaghetti or something yeah and i was like i don't think the dog likes i don't that. think the dog would like Like that, she's no. rolling out like a like uh, like a dumpling wrapper like you know like a she, yeah, she's yeah, like prepping or, it to be yeah. rolled out into flat flat sheets this dog is horrified this dog's like i hate this yeah
1: <laughs> yes. Poor dog.
0: i do have a theory about these filler segments small theory. small theory okay, well, okay. I, I can't i can't figure them out because like ostensibly all the puppets are already made like is it really that much cheaper to film kid segments or like can't you just like have batley sing the alphabet or some shit like- look i know a podcast that puts old commercials in kevin so don't ever <laughs> discount the lazy Talking about my own podcast <laughs> I've heard of that podcast <laughs> <laughs> I think, if I'm gonna be real I think the real purpose of these is There are no children in Eureka's Castle Because it's a fantasy land And they yeah, need, right. and you need to show a child's face To a child who goes, ah yes, me And then we'll relate, you know what I mean? That's, uh, that's a that's smarter, a smarter my, my theory was And this is me going purely off of just A little bit of data, mm-hmm. that when I was doing Research on this, because I really wanted to bring Eureka's Castle The hard-hitting critique they deserve. As our podcast always does. Fine right? course, of course. That that Eureka's Castle would feature animated book uh storytelling sections, and most of the ones that were listed were all like European, i.e., easy to get the rights to uh, stories. And then those weren't in this at all. But hmm. in the credits, because I wanted to I wanted to see that head writer, Jovial Bob Stein, and it's in there. It calls out, in the episodes we watched, show 101 and 102, it calls out multiple like short stories and the authors, and those aren't in the episode. The credits are still in there. I wonder if, if yeah. the versions we watched on, on Paramount Plus Sign
1: oh. had, Yo.
0: had taken out those uh, and then, that's had, well, a, what do we got to do? Oh, this so, is a sweet conspiracy theory. So we got to just fill the gap with something. I don't know. I'm in. I don't know. Chad. I'm I, in on this one. I do want to talk about Paramount Plus Sign real quick because I had to sure. install the Paramount Plus Sign application today. What mm-hmm. the fuck kind of self-sabotage was it using the Plus Sign as the actual name of the service? What was that? Dude, can you even like find anything on there? I go to find like a, like a Star Trek that I want to li- like watch and I put in Star Trek and they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> What
1: do you mean, no?
0: <laughs> I mean, the self-sabotage of putting the branding plus side or just naming your streaming service off of a disgrace, not a disgrace, but a no longer acquired like movie studio Paramount. I was saying like I went to t- uh, use my controller today. I spoke into it like a like a modern <laughs> tech wizard. I spoke into it and, and I said Paramount Plus and I said that <laughs> and it didn't find it. Because it's not paramount plus it's paramount plus sign, so it's, oh, it's plus sign it's a plus sign, and so like for some stupid reason, they use the a, a symbol like they like it's like when Prince changed his name yeah. to the symbol, and it was just and, yeah. and 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 like you know, like it's almost like it it's this weird form of self sabotage well, they, they self sabotage themselves too because they claim that like because like, Jeff and I have paramount plus sign. And uh, (laughs) we pay for the no ads, but then there's always one ad for a thing that's already Mm -hmm. on Paramount Plus sign. And it's like, yeah, I'm already fucking paying you. Oh, Oh, they put the ads into it. There's one ad for like that 1885 or whatever that they always show. And it's like, yeah, I'm already here, (laughs) assholes. I bet you they have that little ad break because there's an ad break in the middle of the one that I watch because I have the cheap one and yeah. it well, it shows me some commercials in the middle. So I bet you they just have like, they're like, man, well, we can't fix that tech, that part. We're just gonna have to have an ad. So we're putting well, that in. You just don't put a thing in there. Just don't put a thing. <laughs> just let it go. It's easier to do. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, so anyway, that's that was my complaint about Paramount Plus. But anyways, back to Eureka's Castle. So let's let's start from the top. So we, we, we start off with uh the Eureka's Castle landlord, the giant. <laughs> uh, who, <laughs> who owns this place? Eureka doesn't really own the castle. Like, the, the a more apt title would be The Giant's Music Box, because the giant kind of, like, ha- owns the, yeah. the thing, right? Who's paying property tax on this? Not the giant. <laughs> the giant lives in in some sort of, like, magical forest where the giant is tripping, I think, because there's constantly a reverby uh, inner monologue happening with the giant. Uh, and he's, <laughs> he's having some sort of uh, existential moment uh, and just to, and needs to calm down. He's he's, flipped, he's <laughs> freaking out a little bit. So he decides, yeah, he's a bad. In order, time. in order to like reduce his bad trip, he tur- he turns the key on his ma- magic box, which is just so happens to be Eureka and her friends' home. Uh, right, setting their lives into motion. It's sort of a Discworld-y type vibe, I think. Yeah, the whole the whole universe exists on the back of a giant who turns a key. I mean the f- the framing device. I wrote down the question mark. Like, are are all of these main characters s- servants or slaves to the giant in a way? Yes, yes, they are. <laughs> we we don't see them moving before or after the the framing device of the giant because yeah. of the nature of the show. Mm-hmm. We don't know if they're just like frozen in time until giant comes along and turns the big key. You're talking about biocentrism there. <laughs> <laughs> a topic discussed in this show. A deep and heady topic. Biocentrism yeah. is like people believe that like things don't exist if you don't look at it. which oh. It's true. Right. Like quicksand. Uh, like quicksand. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, I'm stuck a six and no one look at it. It'll go away. Stop looking at me. Turns out it never really existed. <laughs> uh, Eureka t- is turned on in this first episode. Oh my God. By the key, Josh. And uh, she pulls out a novelty plunger that Adam Sandler sells in Punch Drunk Love. Uh wow. and, and, and begins to do magic with it and accidentally turns the, the entire castle upside down, uh, and mm. which wakes up David Cross, a.k.a. Batley. Uh <laughs>
1: Wow! Holy shit! <laughs> oh, Holy shit.
0: shit! Who can't sleep upside down, even or, which is right side up for us. I'm sorry, but every every person Kevin sent like five pictures of people dressed as Batley for Halloween, and they're all they're all David, they're so. all David Cross. Yeah, I was trying to place Batley's voice the entire time. I was like, Is it Woody Allen? No, it's David. It's Cross. David I Cross. I think it's Rizzo from the Muppets doing the voice. It sounds like rizzo uh, I, yeah. I did I did look this up they most of the performers uh did work with Henson later because this is not a Henson production. no, but they were mostly relegated to side cast members on uh on Henson production yeah the uh I, they are good though like the puppets are good yeah you could have fooled me, like there's some cool puppet stuff going on, yeah, and also some disturbing stuff, like the fact that Eureka's horns are like her eyebrows or whatever, like they can wiggle around. What's up with that? That's a little it's, weird. It's very close minded of you, Kevin. I don't know, I
1: don't know, I don't know about it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I don't know I'll be up this is this is gonna come across more sexual than I mean to but I did realize that I've, I've da- I'm have i dating a girl that looks like Eureka yeah she's like a <laughs> punk wizard it's sick yeah, dude I was like I'm, like, I'm kinda into her yeah like, I was like I love the hair Eureka nice nice girl. <laughs> I like the pictures of her like mom and dad in the background and they're all like Mr. Eureka and Mrs. Eureka <laughs> Did they leave her in the castle? Who knows? They're in the dungeon. They're trapped <laughs> below. She she overthrew them. It's the nineties. She could just afford a castle. That's right. <laughs> yeah, On her bachelor's degree <laughs> in wizardnomics. Yeah. She's still studying. She's in college, and she's and she already owns a castle. Wow, <laughs> what a time! Damn it. She did, yeah, she took a summer job to buy a house. Yeah, she's kind of got young mom energy and how she is over supervising everything in this castle. Yeah, I got like a babysitter feel, right? Right, right. Like, Everybody asks her to tell them stories. Every, yeah. The two worst characters, uh, Bog and Quag, are wow. absolutely atrocious. Who have some sort of bubonic herpetics syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> they swam in the moat. They live in the moat, so they get like... <laughs> Fucking boils and shit. Yeah, they come from, like, some sort of Mad Max, like, bullet town, I think. <laughs> I was gonna say, they're, they're uh, they're war boys. <laughs> they are definitely war boys. Witness me, they say, as they climb aboard the makeshift boat. I, I find Muppet legs, like, viscerally disturbing. Yeah, because so, they're flimsy. Ugh, yeah, so Bog and Quag are, like, the worst. They swim in a pipe, and then they don't let the fish into the pipe, and it's like, who made you the fucking king of the pipe? After that fish gave him all those kisses. I know. Bog and Quag. Bog and Quag. (laughs) They're imperialist for sure. Like they're like without a doubt. They're like annexing whatever the fuck they please. And that's that's 100% true. Because it happens in every one of their storylines. I mean, I kind of liked Bog and Quagmire. I'll be honest. I was I was I was feeling them. Wow. Uh, I hated them. But I, I think in terms of stirring stuff up in an, in things where there's no, we already talked about how there was a whole middle segment at episode one where it was just what are the lyrics to Twinkle Twinkle? So like, yeah. Bog and Quagmire coming in and just stealing some shit. It was like, oh, this is really <laughs> spicy. Okay, all right, <laughs> but but King Rat is much more hateable. King Rat. Than- Kicks. No, King Rat. You hate King Rat. King Rat Rat is the best. King King Rat's a better antagonist for sure. (laughs) King Rat is the old guys from the Muppets, but he's like better somehow. Sir Clank is Statler and Waldorf for sure. Yeah, yeah, Sir Clank. Sir Clank is those two, but he has magic and and magic armor, so he's cooler. And he talks to himself, which is hilarious. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he self-high-fives inside of his magic armor and then disappears. And then he knocks the armor visor down, and he's like, I gotta get that fixed." <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a heavy pretend friends energy to Sir Clank. I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> true. Easily my favorite character. A perfect ten. A perfect ten. Uh, so, so yeah, we we can move on from. We talked about. So we have the the upside down castle. Whatever. It's just a fun little moment. we get introduced to Eureka Batley. Uh, mm-hmm. The giant does some weird, like he like squeezes his entire body and then and somehow creates magic to turn the world back upside down. He blows. He blows the world around. He blows He's the, Superman. And one's it. Oh, it, it was a blow. It was a blow. Okay. Did anyone else feel like they were going insane during just this first bit? Yeah, no, I was like, how long is this show? <laughs> <laughs> well, their big, their big effect for it, which I get it, It's cute. It's a kid show. Is just, we turn, turn the camera, camera upside down whenever you casts <laughs> in cast a spell. That's genius. That is just good, low-budget filmmaking expertise right there. <laughs> you're not working hard. You're working you're smart. You're working smart. That's just genius. But, but to Kevin, your question, there was a couple moments later we don't want to jump to him, but there are a couple moments in this where I feel like the script just went out the window, and the puppeteers are just doing an improv scene. Which They're ad libbing, yeah. That yeah. they are just talking over each other. It's like our podcast. They're just talking over <laughs> each other and all saying things, and it is very disorienting. So, so the 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 flying mouse bit was nice. I thought was that mouse's name Kate or Cake. I ch- I choose to believe it was Kate. I wrote Kate, the reporter mouse. I believe. Oh, Kate. I, I thought it was Kate. Yeah, with a T. I thought it was Cake, like the food. Cake's a good name for a mouse. Cake the mouse. It's cute, yeah. And it flies off, and it's adorable, and it's a great little button on that thing. Then we meet Magellan the dragon, uh, and then th- this was a weird <laughs> moment where Magellan was hanging out with his pet, and uh, Batley had his pet, and they were both two weird creatures. This was the best part of either episode. You think so? <laughs> love the fucking spider thing. It's the best. What <laughs> was the spider thing's name? Webster. Webster is the spider. He's just, he's just like, <laughs> I want a show with Webster. It had big Josh Henderson energy, without a doubt. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) What's the uh, What's the small creature from Futurama? Had that kind of uh, the nibbler, nibbler, very nibbler. It's a little bit of a nibbler, like kind of thing. It was Um, cute. They They couldn't figure out what they were. This is the This is a teaching segment. This is a moment where I was like, all right, they're teaching us something. I learned a lot. Which is animals and stuff (laughs) about animals. Both episodes do a good job of teaching you stuff about animals. The second one's about elephants. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but one of the information's wrong is what I was like, right? Like the entire entire bit of Magellan learning what a rhino is and he's getting the wrong information. I'm like, this is dangerous for kids. (laughs) I thought it was to highlight that kids are like, they're impressionable. So you can't like tell them wrong shit, even though that's hilarious to do. Yeah, I read it as just a fun goof, but they were still being shown the real thing, and you were like, yeah. oh, Magellan, you silly goof. That's not what an elephant... It was... it's, it's like, oh, he has uh, a Rhino has horns, and then he pictures, like, a trombone. Yeah, on. like a trumpet. Yeah, yeah, whatever. A kid needs someone to laugh and demean in, in their show, and Magellan is the one. Magellan was always, I remember, like, the vehicle for this show. Like, he was, like, the face of Eureka's Castle, and yeah. I was always like, he's the worst one. <laughs> oh, he's... don't be mean to poor Magellan. He's just little child he's a crybaby bitch first of all <laughs> it's true he is he needs his blankie yeah hate him and he's got that <laughs> damn tail that does whatever it pleases tail is cool tail is a separate character yeah the sentient tail a la doc ox tentacles in <laughs> spider-man 2 <laughs> when he's like remember when Michelle was like no listen to me now and then he's <laughs> 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 I I really I had a fondness for me growing up and I also I think I was resonating with him in this one because it is the same puppeteer as uh, even younger kids show or newer kids show called Bear in the Big Blue House yeah mm. okay. uh, Noel McNeil is the actor who has done both and you're like oh yeah I see all the mannerisms of yeah a guy who's in a big suit and can just pretend to be a giant. It's like Big Bird puppeteer, yeah. right? Yes. It's yeah. yeah, it's skill. a it's very Big Bird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bear in the Big Blue House had uh, a nightmare moon creature <laughs> and also a screaming rat. So it was a better show by Miles. <laughs> That's just my house, dude. Eureka, Eureka had to walk so we could. So Bear in the Big Blue House could run. <laughs> the rat from uh, Bear in the Big Blue House makes me crack up every fucking time. Like, it's just, <laughs> he just screams. He's just a horrible thing. <laughs> Why did we watch that one? Did Real Life Frankenstein not write for that one? No, Real Life Frankenstein didn't write for that one. That um, was too cool for him. Oh, i You guys seen call him Jovial Bob Stein? Is that what you call him? He them? calls himself Jovial Bob Stein. Yeah, that's He's his name. He's credited in this as Jovial Bob Stein. That's a he, super big red flag, I, I, th- I think... To- <laughs> I think <laughs> timeline-wise, based on when this is produced, unless he was writing like drafts and already had a publishing deal, this is pre-Goosebumps. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's 89, so yeah. Wow. Okay. I thought, see, I assumed that this was R.L. Uh, bringing, bringing someone up, because this isn't made by R.L. Judy uh, Kachki made this show, so mm-hmm. I assumed that R.L. already had some clout and maybe was like... Like, hey, we're gonna work together. We're gonna make this show, and we're it's gonna be a hit. Maybe he had some secret clout, you know? Yeah, I don't know how he got that gig. I'll be honest. <laughs> he worked for like a joke magazine for kids, right? Cracked, <laughs> right? He he had the readers, right? Yeah, he wrote for Cracked, not Mad. He wrote for Cracked, <laughs> not Mad. <laughs> Mad's too edgy. He had the joke book, so that was probably his way in. And I think you you all are right on that. Batley is probably the biggest source of RL jokes. Yeah. Yeah, also, like, Batley saying that everything is, like, he meant to do that. Like, man, I knew Batley, and he played in the school band, and I hated him. I mean, Bat- <laughs> Batley dropping the mic and saying, it's part of the act, part of the act. Like, I thought that was fucking funny. That was all right, but that then was he, pretty good. he keeps going. His puns were on on par, too. I I enjoyed that. Good this. puns! I'll say this. So, like, R.L.'s jokes, he makes these same types of jokes within Goosebumps books. And yeah. it never works because there's no, one, you don't hear it. You're reading it. You're reading it. And two, uh, it, it just uh, it never fits the context. In this thing, I was like, Jovial's got the jokes. Makes sense, yeah. <laughs> there was an old Batley joke that I, I remember as a kid and I still think about that was in another episode of Eureka's Castle, Batley is sharing a drink with someone. Mm-hmm. like a Not an alcoholic drink, you know, like... A, bottled milk and and they're like all right let's split the drink he's like all right i'll have half and you have half and then batley starts to drink and then he drinks the whole bottle and they're like batley what the fuck he's like well my half was on the bottom (laughs) yeah batley (laughs) dude scamming i love a good scam oh josh is coming around on batley (laughs) you know what you start out hating him but you wind up you loving end up him. Wind up loving him. And I I did go through that arc because he stands up for Magellan later on in this show and it's He great does, great. which is a good friend. <laughs> that's a fine like send-off to this. Bat- Batley advocating violence. The Batley arc, the Batley arc in this ep- in these two episodes is fine. Are we at the rock slurms yet? Can we talk about Well, so we have the introduction of Magellan and and Batley and they have they have a little teaching moment. And that and then we get into uh Girl's Watchdog. Uh yep. and <laughs> Dog in the pool. Be careful. Be
1: careful.
0: <laughs> it's all shot in R.L. Stein's backyard, right? <laughs> oh, you can see, see, see R.L.'s hand with the hose just blasting them, just going, this will be good for the dearie. Get off my lawn. Take this dog away from here. Stop washing my pride schnauzer. <laughs> The rock slurms show up. They're very cool. They give off good Gumby vibes, which is fun. Wow, this guy likes the rock slurms. No, I'm with Kevin on this one. Rock slurms suck. What? (laughs) It's the most. (laughs) Here's how you enjoy the rock slurms. Turn on closed caption, and every time they make noise, it says "slurm babble" on the screen. <laughs> is this where slurms McKenzie comes from? <laughs> Probably. Does, so the slurms make a noise that's just someone saying "do" into a MIDI like keyboard. Do-do. Yeah, and it's fucking catchy. It's musical. It's a nightmare, uh, and <laughs> they're very parasitic, and I don't like that. They sink through the rocks, which is fucking strange. That is strange. They have an advanced culture with, with where they have buckets and uh, constructed, engineered playgrounds. Uh, it's pretty wild. I feel like the buckets came first and they were like, how do we use these buckets? <laughs> I, I don't know. I understand that everyone has to start somewhere with claymation. Like, you know, you gotta mm-hmm. learn the craft somewhere. But, like, you, you don't have to, like, lie on your resume about knowing how to do claymation and then getting the job and making what? rock slams. Yeah, there's a few where they like they fuck up. Chad, I'm with you. I'm with you, Chad. I like that. There's a few where like the seesaw goes like it skips because they didn't do it right. I yeah, saw it. They miss a frame or whatever. Yeah, uh, yep. Just the... I-, I thought Kevin, you were going to come around to these because I was like, oh, this is in the Eureka's Castle fantasy verse. Mm-hmm. These are the equivalent of Magic the Gathering slivers. Okay, if you said dwarves, I would have reached through my microphone <laughs> and smacked you. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> no, Neck is probably more the dwarf, uh, or whatever his name is. Yeah, Neck, Neck has some, has some maybe not BDE, but some D, some some dwarf yeah, energy. He's got like some gnome or something energy. Who was Neck? He had the goggles and he had the crazy voice. Hey, I'm a fun guy. Oh, I thought he was just like a steampunk wizard or something. He's probably a Warcraft gnome, right? That's probably what he really is. Yeah. I think he's the capitalist. He runs the training post. Yes, yeah. So he's a gnome. Oh, he's also the... Uh, Thing that uh, R.L. Stein saw when he took DMT that one time—the machine elves—and he was like, "That's going in the show." If I had had some sort of mind altering substance, Eureka's Castle would probably be about my speed. Yeah, it would have been real cool. I thought about that. I was like, "Why aren't I watching this high?" I don't know if you guys noticed this, but in the credits, there was the sequence where R.L. was filmed uh, tripping on DMT in his backyard, and they had that. I think they edited that out for the for Girl wash Dog. Well, he was spraying nothing, and he was like, "Get off my lawn!" And they're like, "What the fuck is he seeing?" We need to film what he was seeing, <laughs> and then he does all this backwards talking, and it's like he's saying the exact date of my death, which is pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, May sixth, twenty twenty two. Uh oh. <laughs> I will come down, split the part, split the party. Team rockslurm. I'm team rockslurm. Yeah. Hate that Batley wants to eat them for some reason. Um, he's a bat. He's a bat. Yeah, it makes sense. Sure. Yeah, you know what bats eat? Parasites. Yeah, man. Did you guys know a bat landed on me once? And I ran through my shower door and broke it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that, but these guys didn't know that. Can you please explain it to them? So I was walking up the steps uh, <laughs> into my apartment, and there's like this like greenhousey type thing, and I heard this like that's, coming at that's, me. That's terrifying. And I was like, what the fuck? And then a bat landed on my back, and I, like, flight or fighted, so I flighted. And then it told you a joke about a, a yellow object up in a tree and what kind of noise it makes? and it was a banana. Oh, okay, so Batley, Batley's riddle time. Well, also, Josh, but really quick. Like, so you, no, you yeah, were outside, and then you ran back indoors into your shower? I was walking into my house, so oh, I okay. ran inside. I shut the door on the bat, and it was stuck under the door. And it was crawling, like, trying to crawl oh. its way out. And then I ran into the shower, I guess, and I broke it. And it's still broken. (laughs) It's still broken. Was the bat okay? Yeah, he's fine. I called my uncle and he came and got it. (laughs) I don't like bats, dude. You're lucky it wasn't a vampire because you let that shit into your house. I know. I didn't invite him, though. (laughs) Well, he can get into that second you're seven through the door, you're vulnerable, right? While you're half in, half out. I thought he had that's rabies. Didn't they also do COVID? I don't want to bat slander, but I think bats did COVID. Uh, it's more of the uh, sand shrews have COVID. Yeah, oh, I was okay. going to say, I think it's because they ate a uh, bad rock slurm and that's what happened. That'll do it. Does, does Badly have glasses <laughs> because of a joke about bat vision? Oh, I never thought about that. Oh, that's a fun joke. I thought I thought it was just him looking cool. I thought he had a Buddy Holly kind of look. Yeah, he was cool. He's got a drag couture going on. I think I think his his joke about the banana is fun. Uh it doesn't it, it's a nice uh it's almost anti-humor and I like that. What, yeah, well yeah, was it was it a joke, Paul? Bat Batley's riddle corner or whatever it was it called? It was anti-humor and RL was well ahead of the curve on this. I I definitely told this joke as a child. Like I definitely learned it from Eureka's Castle and I told it. It did not kill among the adults. No. No, it's a little No. Old. To try to half-remember what it was, it was... I have it written down if you don't want to half-remember yeah, it. Please, please, yeah. What's yellow? Sits in a tree and says meow. A very mixed-up banana. That's great. Are you going to edit crickets in I here? Ha- <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. I think I think if you don't like this joke, you're a frickin' square. <laughs> <laughs> You know what really made the joke hit even better was, you know, before he tells you the punchline, Batley imagines the image before he tells he you. He sees the image. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he sees it. You're like, okay, I guess. Yeah. You just told me the punchline, Batley. <laughs> it's like Reddit post where they put the joke's punchline in the head in, in the, the title. title. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's oh fun. God. That's just fun. <laughs> Batley is Reddit. Fuck Batley. I'm back <laughs> off of Batley. <laughs> Batley takes us down into the courtyard where we see the the mouth pissing fish. Uh, and oh, the pissing the figure. mouth pissing fish. There's a there's a statue. Which they this is a a moment of uh brilliant filmmaking. So they uh they made this statue of three singing fish, and they get a lot of mileage out of it. And they use this to film up like good like five minute sequences where they can take multiple angles of this statue. Very easy to film, very low effort, and they <laughs> and they really use it to great effect. And they had twinkle twinkle little star. Which, uh, Nack is trying to teach Magellan to never give up, never surrender, Uh, and- (laughs) Do your own research, don't trust the media. (laughs) Don't trust the media. and they and they start to sing uh twinkle took a little star the the fountain sings it for them. dude the fish tones the fish tones beautiful, are so good beautiful voices on the fish tones i like the fish tones cuz you can just walk away from them <laughs> and they will like follow you yeah like you like you cannot be forced to listen they're not going to show up at your favorite bar and ruin the night you know what i mean <laughs> yeah they're <laughs> They're not going to tell banana jokes. <laughs> they can't come to you. They can't, can't hurt you. <laughs> it's an event. They can't hurt you unless you choose it. So yeah. You know what's really interesting, though? Uh, five minutes of learning how to sing a child's lullaby. That was the moment that I questioned my life choices. <laughs> <laughs> it was when Batley came in and made Batley's own version of "Twinkle Tinkle Little Star, which was yeah. all about Batley and how cool Batley is. Yeah, it's yeah, Batley. Batley propaganda, man. It was weird how he put in, like, lyrics about crushing Tang and stuff. It was really <laughs> weird. And I think, that, so Batley gets, is Batley the one who gets interrupted by Magic Armor Mouse? They all do. He he roasts everybody. He roasts, dude. he's so cool. He is. Nobody <laughs> is safe <laughs> when Armor Mouse is he around. He's so cool. He shows up. He fucking pops out. He's got his magic stave, and he's yeah. like, and he's ripping, pe- he's ripping fools apart. And then he laughs at his own joke and disappears into the. Armor. He's fucking Jeffrey Ross of Eureka's <laughs> he Castle. He ass. He is dude. So his cool. Dark Souls is fuck. Yes. Oh my god, I would fight an Elden Ring. That's that, Sir Clank. He is the trap <laughs> you never see coming. He he yep. always gets you. Uh, it's it's fantastic. And, and so uh, M- Magellan does learn to sing the song. With the help of the fish tones, uh, and life is good. Is it? And then we get gum sequence, y'all. It's gum time. (laughs) This (laughs) close-up of (laughs) of gross kid open-mouthed chewing gum... (laughs) Wee woo's were going off for me. I don't know. I felt like whoever. Wee woo's. <laughs> I had to tab out. I I, I, had, I had to look at something else. <laughs> yeah, I I just kept thinking like, oh man, that kid's getting braces. That kid, <laughs> that kid needs an expander, man. Look at that. So, yeah, some of those kids had like the the like the perfect like two dimples in their four teeth, and I shouldn't know that about them. <laughs> no. Yeah, it was pretty disgusting. I'll say chewing gum is nasty as fuck. <laughs> It was the chaw gum too. It was like that big old chunk of gum. It was double it was double, double bubble. bubble. Yeah, it was double, double bubble. bubble. It was huge. And I need to make sure I'm didn't just imagine it. The end of the segment, it did just have machine clunking over it. Lynchian noises. They like I I, I didn't know what it was and I forgot about it until you said that. Mm-hmm, and okay. now I remember and I don't know why that's in my brain, so stop. It's <laughs> fucking weird. So I swear to God, like Blue Velvet came out, they saw it and they were like, We're doing that. <laughs> I wrote in my notes at this point, I want to play video games. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin, why don't you live tweet this?
1: (laughs) I follow that shit. Yeah, you
0: should just retroactively live tweet it. Like, go back through and just take all your notes and just put them into tweets. Whose parents allowed this, first of all? Yeah, what was this all about? I mean... And some of the kids were good at blowing bubbles. What was the one? Like, there's one shot where the kid is, like, side-eyeing the camera, and there's just gum on his nose into his mouth. Dude, kids are silly as fuck. There, There is no, like, I, I there's no value to this show. I don't mean that in a disparaging way, but, like, your kid isn't gaining anything, I don't think, by watching Yeah, this. there are many segments with, I actually wrote, what is the educational merit of this, when I was watching the sequence. I was like, what am I trying to learn here, you know? Uh, Existence is pointless, is... maybe I don't know I'm just thinking about Damn. how all those kids are older than me <laughs> Yeah, there's ah. that girl who looks for the kitty cat Which I thought was like kind of a clever segment Compared to the other two bullshits we <laughs> just watched That one was good because they were finally like Wait, we should probably put some like yeah. voiceover on this So that it means yeah, something Yeah, like a story yeah. and, like She was a detective, right? right. And yeah I was like, oh, this one's alright Yeah, The twist at the end
1: which oh, just got she,
0: I, We all knew that she was having kids this, right? yeah, I didn't it. I I knew. (laughs) You have cats, Kevin. You know that they're having kittens. You you think... Do you think I trust Eureka's castle to like conform to like regular standards <laughs> of storytelling? Well, that episode was all about babies, apparently, because then the slurms have babies at one point. And it's Yeah, episode one is about bananas. Episode two is about babies. <laughs> Going through the dictionary. <laughs> there is no themes. Like I feel I think like in Sesame Street, for example, which is obviously the big comparison point. Right. Would be there'd be at least some sort of runner of like Grover learns that it's okay to to share. I don't know, right? But Today like two- I learned
1: it. it's okay to share. It's Grover, it's me Grover. <laughs> there's three
0: <laughs> there's three things in every show, right? There's the theme, there's the there's the letter, there's the number, and then you get and then you move on. Yeah. And then what is I, then what does what does Grover say? He says I learned that you it's okay <laughs> to believe in quicksand <laughs> Thanks Grover. Grover, Thanks, Grover, don't spread fucking lies. If kids are more careful looking out for quicksand, even if it doesn't exist, no one's hurt. <laughs> quicksand can melt steel beams. <laughs> Grover, kids trust you. Getting a little YouTube here, Grover. <laughs> so, so episode two. Hold on, we didn't get that. We didn't do the best part of episode one, which is Bog and Quag, Kevin, your favorite terrorist. Oh come on, this sketch sucks. <laughs> Which one was this one? I don't even remember this why? one. Why? It's the one where Bog and Quag convince you not to have kids. <laughs> well, I mean... What? do you want? I mean... Oh, the why? The why? Oh, God. The why. It's the fucking one where this they're like... Horrible. If you have children, a.k.a. if you're Eureka and you have kids, uh, you're going to get a Bog, you're going to get a Quag, and this is what you're going to deal with. You got a dud. You got two duds. <laughs> you got two duds. Throw them in the wrong, boat. The uh, wrong, wrong kid died. <laughs> That's a it's horrible. This part is horrible. The only redeeming part of it is that she turns the the terrorism, the mental terrorism they're doing back on them and um, forces them to uh, to leave. The fact that she even has to do that, though, is like, no, just lock them. No wonder they're in the fucking basement or wherever they are moat? Yeah, they got a moat. They got a cool moat hangout. I, I gotta imagine as a kid, I was probably like, oh yeah, they got the cool basement hangout. They're like the rad rockers. That's why they have fucking sores all over them, because that's where pee-pee and poo-poo lives. <laughs> You're going just go to your wand locker, take out your best wand, and then take Bog and Quag out back and
1: do Please. what you gotta do.
0: Reverse gravity on them and send them the <laughs> Giants, my and I'll do it. <laughs> they do that little they do that little dancing thing that you really hated, Kevin, where yeah. you just move their lips around as they fly yeah. up into space. That moment that moment had the same energy as those dancing head swapping creatures in Labyrinth. You know what I'm talking about? Oh no, yeah. It nope, had the yeah. same energy and i and I was like, I do not want this. I want I wanna like in that movie, I wanna fast forward through this segment. Fast forward. We're showing our age. Hey, you know what was cool in that ending sequence was the rat that eats spaghetti. That was dope. (laughs) (laughs) The fucking picnic time. The best part of the show when all of us perked up was when picnic time began. And then the fucking (laughs) box appears and the credits come up. and I was so confused. I was like, oh, we're getting another segment. Okay. And then like the credits are rolling. And I was like, wait, we're ending on picnic time? Yeah. Picnic time is the wrap up. Right, yeah, right. It, it Bar- Barney would have the like, whatever. Let's sing a song about how we love each other. I love you, you love me. Yeah. But the, it, it is my logic for this mm-hmm. is that this probably aired in the morning, mm-hmm. like oh. 10 a.m.
1: Oh, and so
0: picnic time is this like way to end the episode of like you kid. Well, it's time for you to go get lunch, like lunchtime or yeah. brunch mm-hmm. if you got hipster parents. Yep, or eleven yep. if you got hobbit yep. parents. <laughs> This is yeah. the little aperitif for the child, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah. It's the most fun segment of the whole thing. The music rocks. Peter uh, Loray, Lur- I think, is the name of the uh, composer who did the Galagalla Island theme. Oh, that, pretty oh, good. That's a big yeah. that They got a good guy. Hot hit Gullah Gullah Island. I got to imagine, I think the same crew carried over. To Gullah Gullah, which makes a lot oh, of sense. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, they probably had just they were like, "Hey, Peter, can you make a song for this new show?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> he was also the inspiration for Webster. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Lurie, yeah, I'm looking at his credits: Greek is Castle, yeah. Magic School Bus, Bear in the Big Blue House. Oh, this guy's this guy's crushing it. Magic School Bus is sick, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, the theme, and the theme and the theme song—that's a Peter Lurie banger. <laughs> Well-crafted <laughs> banger. <laughs> I I feel like the theme song for this show should be Picnic Time more than whatever it was. Yeah, the theme song is like, Eureka's Castle. And you're like, okay. I like the theme song. I think both songs are great. I think Picnic Time, the only problem is that it makes me sad that it's being covered up by the credits and I don't get to see it in its full glory. Paul, it makes you sad in a profound way because it it implies that these characters have a life outside of what we see on the show. Mm -hmm. They're off doing... (laughs) (laughs) Their story doesn't end. They just go off to picnic time, and we're left out of picnic time. We don't actually get to participate. We have FOMO. Kevin, like Kevin said, this show shares a lot in common with the ending of The Sopranos, and that is what (laughs) horrifies and makes us sad about
1: it. What what are the
0: big contributions? uh, The picnic time, I think, is interesting because you get to watch it in both episodes. I love uh, Peanut Butter Mouse that pops out of the peanut butter jar. Great moment. Peanut Butter Mouse. Yeah. Uh, Bog and Quagmire, keeping it real, bring all their jars of peanut butter butter. Mm-hmm. Chad loved that. Um, <laughs> yep. badly his uh, jar of piss that he falls over and drops.
1: <laughs> he drops his piss That's jar. Right. He
0: says, it's a big hit that he falls. He goes, I was right. Uh, uh, Mr. Knack or whatever, it's probably not even his name. Uh, it's like, I'm going to trade this piece of chocolate cake for spaghetti. But like Kevin said, the the mouse just ate it all up pretty. Chunky big. mouse puppet that just has like a winch in the bottom of it that just somebody's cranking like crazy. That's the getting string out of it. Uh, Mr. Knack, I, according to, and it is Mr. Knack, according to the uh, Wikipedia, is the castle's handyman and tinkerer. He's a gnome. Oh, oh nice. he called it. He's a tinker. He's an engineer. He does have goggles on his head a lot, which is very nomi Yeah, super gnomy. Well, he probably flies in and out, right? He's probably got some sort of gyrocopter that mm-hmm. he's taken, <laughs> taken I to hope different so. castles. I like his kind of low-grade Dracula accent. Yeah, it's very, like, <laughs> he's, he's a wild and crazy guy. I'm a wild and crazy guy. I'm up <laughs> up My here. family escaped the oppression of Romania. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> I will I will escape the giant someday. Now I can have chocolate cake. <laughs> So Magellan brings nothing to the picnic because he's just living off of the state. Now I'm back on the, now you're making me defend Magellan who's a straight up idiot. He makes everyone's lives worse. He's clearly a child. Did Sir Clank, did Sir Clank bring anything? No, he brought, he brought the sass. Yeah. He brought brought the, he brought the fire, dude. (laughs) I hope people are hungry for toast because he brought the burn. Oh, Oh. shit. Oh, (laughs) Reporter Mouse brought some stories for them to chew on. Um, Oh, my God. Fucking nice. And then then Eureka does her big spell and summons them mostly magic food that I am going to assume is actually not fulfilling. And they are just wasting away slowly by eating. (laughs) It actually steals the energy from them and gives it to Eureka (laughs) so she can live another thousand years. Eureka's a lich. Yeah, she's... <laughs> it's like the regeneration pods and Chrono Trigger in the future, where, like, HP and MP are restored, but you're still hungry. Bog and Quagmire just homunculi that she made. <laughs> they look like it. Oh my god. They probably smell like it, too. I bet those sores are yeah. nasty, dude. They were her two, her two failures that she just put into the basement. Into the- <laughs> yeah. This is why you don't attempt human transmutation, Eureka. <laughs> equivalent exchange Eureka (laughs) that's why they say why all the time they're like why why did you make us (laughs) Uh, so the next episode uh, starts off with uh, Magellan uh, being high and not understanding anything uh, and, and I like that Eureka keeps her potion stuff in McCormick spice shakers. <laughs> <I> thought, Yo, <laughs> the red—I co- was like, those are McCormick spices. Yo, those are McCormick sprinkle containers, without a doubt. Like those were just sprinkle containers. Yo, shout out to McCormick, longtime supporter of the podcast, <laughs> dude. Some fucking like stagehand was like, "Oh God, we need more like potion bottles. Let's raid the fucking uh, uh, studio kitchen." Some. Fucking Peter Lorre's and in there trying to find the paprika and they use it for props. <laughs> Will they be able to tell? It's standard definition. They'll never see
1: this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're watching it on like a Matchbox car or something. I don't know. <laughs>
1: like-
0: Goosebuds brought to you by McCormick for the moments in your life. Uh, she's trying to make a potion, and then we have we, have, we did the whole bit where. Magellan doesn't understand what animals look like. Bog and Quag do a freak ballet where they're horrible and everyone hates them. And oh, they God. Dance. Yeah. That's <laughs> the one with the green screen sticks. Yes. So you could yes. tell when yes. the sticks get in the green because they're painted That's green. the labyrinth green screen energy, which is just. Do you think yeah. R.L. wrote that part? Do you think he wrote like five pages of and then Bog twitters their legs and Ugh. then Quagmire jukes to the left i don't like people <laughs> twittering their legs that's not <laughs> when mean... do we get to the part where hose boy uh that kid twerks on <laughs> on top of the sprinkler when do we talk about that we're, we're coming in on it don't worry josh we'll get there soon <laughs> i'm big into hose well we already talked about we, we talked about cat girl when, when cat girl said uh, my cat doesn't show up for the uh milk and food anymore i thought two things kevin i thought like you the cat was dead or yeah. or or the cat is having babies. Uh, I thought babies. I was like, "There's no way." Even on this hellish trip of a show, we're gonna see a dead cat. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to give you cat milk. I I well, wouldn't. this is 1989, Kevin. Uh, my parents, as you may have be aware, uh, gave birth to a redheaded child and let him run around in the sun all day. So, <laughs> <laughs> so therefore, so anything goes. I was the fucking girl with the swimsuit and the dog pulling it down, except for a tan. It was pure sun poison. (laughs) (laughs) Learning to care for your redheaded child had not yet been authored. (laughs) I mean, my parents were brownheads, and, like, you're not supposed to go out in the sun without sunscreen either, Mm -hmm. so I don't know. (laughs) I thought the, I thought the little, the not to reflect too much on the live action girl just looks for a cat segment. I thought the whole thing was shot kind of like a horror. I thought it was interesting that a lot of it was not shot at child height. It was shot like at standing adult height looking down yeah, on the child. Yeah, dad who shot this is just following her going like, find the cat. I hid the cat. Yeah. <laughs> Pretend you can't find the cat. And she's like, I <laughs> go outside and be a child i don't want to end up like the olsen twins but okay but like she goes down the basement steps right right and this, like it's a nice house but it's also one of those like clearly like this was grandma's house and we've just inherited yeah that's it. a very like new england ass house it just yeah was so, an, so, it was an old yeah. house and then she goes into the basement Full of stuff. They did not clean up for this segment. No. Oh, they didn't clean anything. You look at the, the bathroom and they got the rug on the toilet and you're like, oh, this piss on that. <laughs> I thought this was really strange. There's a pair of loafers by the tub, which is, is disgusting to me. There's fucking mushrooms growing on that <laughs> shit. But down in the basement, there's like a fake out or something where the first thing the girl sees is a, uh, a chair with a hammer and a tiki mask. <laughs> yeah. And then Tiki God says, Are you looking for your cat, little girl? <laughs> <laughs> Beware the yes. Temple Guardians. Then it crossed over and they become old mech. I've been fine with that. I love that she <laughs> finds the cat and its kittens and she goes, This one is mine. And then it's Yeah, d- it's like, what about the other ones? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna name you <laughs> Hambone. Hambone. <laughs> the kittens are like clearly like a month old. They're <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: <laughs> not newborns. Uh-huh. It's like,
0: because newborn kittens look like discarded organs. <laughs> they just look like fetuses. Do you think they had this segment written and then, like, they knew for a while they needed to find some pregnant cat and, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And just waited. Her dad was just like, we are going to get this cat fucking pregnant. And just out of night. they just, like, rolling around trying to get a blade. I know Chad loves all animals, but I'd, I'd go so far to say this is a Catboy-saturated podcast at this point. It like, surely is. Oh, yeah, there's too many cat boys here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this was this one was definitely targeted at our hearts. We were gonna love yeah. this no matter what. This is why this episode's better because there's kittens in it and fucking hose balls. And look oh, at we'll, we'll the hose boy. <laughs> the fish song. The fucking fish song rocked what was the fish song I don't remember it's in like a, a restaurant and there's the fish tones are there and they're the night's entertainment because I guess they can be wheeled to a restaurant to ruin it, well, things for people well they just put up a disco light uh, in front of that part of the prop oh it's like a doo song. yes right? it's like a 50s, yeah. 50s rock doo yeah. song and it was like Goodfellas, a good fellas scene with the long shot and I, I need mean, <laughs> the boca scene I uh yeah. I, I had to write down these lyrics are you ready for this Clear oh, fuck yeah. this is the best, this is the pinnacle of the song, because up until this point they're just singing about I don't, know, I don't even remember what they were singing about, but this caught my attention, this really drew me out of my stupor if you folks all think of fish as just something in a dish, you're in for a surprise When, you're, when while sitting with your dinner trays, you hear your little fish fillets sweetly start to harmonize so uh, the uh, wow uh, what is what are we trying to learn here is that uh your fish might pescatarians are murderers that they, <laughs> they might still be alive or something that's horrifying it was really terrifying and i wasn't sure again what we were supposed to be learning <laughs> in in this i guess that uh, fish have feelings too i don't know if the fish stones really have a horse in this race because they're clearly sculpted of of stone <laughs> Yeah, they're not real. Then the song does turn, and then it just get, becomes really abstract at that point. I didn't write down these lyrics, but it becomes incredibly abstract, and they sing something about finding a wishbone and snapping it and wishing for more stones, I guess, so that they... Yeah, they want... They're talking about wishbones, and I was like, are they talking about the PBS show wishbones? I wish. <laughs> I wish we were watching wishbone. Maybe they wanted more stones so they could build mass and gain strength. That's what I think. It was to acc- accumulate mass, yeah. Or maybe they want to build mates. <laughs> we want someone to love to kiss to kiss to love (laughs) and then their song ends and then we get a great sequence of batley doing stand-up or was batley stand-up before or after the song i can't remember it was like during the song it was it it was after right and then he he gets booed off the stage even though he's spitting hot fire and yeah, <laughs> Batley's Batley's like the old like Jewish comedian who does like the round like the warm up of, yes. of the duo band. Right? Yeah, it's very like fifties. Yeah, <laughs> I I think the best Batley pun was uh, the fish tones work for scale. Uh, I that, that, was that was incredible. Was incredible. Oh, incredible. I didn't even catch that one. That's good. Yeah. Incredible. The, the the all clam up one got me. I was like, fuck! He brought in clams. That's a mollusk. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's on another level. This is like so many levels.
1: <laughs> oh, God. So yeah, they do
0: that. And then then we see uh, Bogue or Bog being tortured by a fish, which is great. Again, because anytime that Bog is suffering, I'm happy. Uh, they put yeah. him in the Iron Maiden. <laughs> yeah, they put him in the Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. Excellent.
1: <laughs> oh, excellent. <laughs> I don't, came
0: out this year. Same year. I also came out this year. This was the year of my birth. This is the year of your birth? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, Born 89 baby. Oh, Kevin's birthday. Just made then. the cut. Yeah, I'm cool. I'm not like those other millennials. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll skip over uh the slurm worms because I don't want to hear more well, about Well, they're my swinging voice. on swing sets now and this is when the seesaw gets it's wrong. I love it because it shows that they're advancing as a civilization and I'm into seeing <laughs> what's happening with the with yeah. the rock slurms. and they still they still slurm, a slurm babble throughout it so it's cool. Yeah, it's like scat singing. And then we get hose boy hose oh, boy finally we're talking about hose boy <laughs> hose, holy shit hose boy's great because it starts with uh dark music playing over a boy running around <laughs> turning every hose in the in the every every, hose on. turning every hose on you're like what is this boy do and, what and he, he, he kicks at the dry dirt so you know he hates he hates dirt,
1: dirt. <laughs> like, oh, <I'm> dry
0: <laughs> if hose boy was like in my grandparents neighborhood growing up they would have <laughs> Called his parents. <laughs> They'd have been like, uh, "Hose boy is here again, and he's turning on our hose and stop." <laughs> hose boy hates still dirt. He loves moving dirt, aka quicksand.
1: Quicksand <laughs> shit.
0: <laughs> All right, quicksand may exist in the hose boy cinematic universe, uh-huh. <laughs> but it's not real. It can't hurt you. I mean, did you see the lawn after hose segment? It's pretty fucking flooded. <laughs> he dude. fucked up that yard. It is yeah. eroded for sure. Yeah, there's going to be, like, caskets coming up out of that ground. <laughs> it looked like Woodstock 99 after they were done. But, again, no, no lesson from that segment. Kids like water, I guess? Kids like water. Yeah, but Hoseboy's friend twerks on a, uh, <laughs> on, on top of the sprinkler, because you know why. <laughs> that's just that's just how Hoseboy's friend do. And they kept it in. They kept that in. Look, they only had so much footage from the day, okay? They had to use it all. There's like one shot of like a little girl just staring at the water. I'm like, you didn't need to put that in there. <laughs> Probably she was like, uh, I'm done being wet and cold. I don't want to do this. I thing. love it because it's weird. There's these weird Lynchian vibes for the whole beginning part. You're like, what the fuck is <laughs> happening? And then it's just like, do-da-do-do! da da do 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 And the kids are just <laughs> having <House> a good- boy <laughs> is a fun terrorist. <laughs> yes. He's plotting, but for the good of, of his fellow kids. Oh yeah, by the way, Kevin, before we start recording, you called Bog and Quagmire terrorists. I want you to elaborate. I did call Bog and Quagmire terrorists. I don't want- I don't, I don't understand why, Chad, you insist on using Quagmire's full name. Because of out of respect? He's not on a first-name basis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, His dad is Quagmire? Call me Quag. B and Q if you really want to be short with it, I guess. <laughs> I, I do, because I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on <laughs> Damn. I don't like saying Quagmire because it makes me think of a rack. <laughs> <Clock wipe>. Transition. <laughs> Holy fuck. There's nothing I can say that's funnier than that. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> So after Hoseboy, Bagella loses his blanket and needs oh, Batley God. to help him find it. And, you know, yeah. guess who stole it? Fucking Bogson and Quagmer. Who would have thought that the two homunculus terrorist in the basement would have stolen something <laughs> the two the two mobile antagonists not counting <laughs> sir mouse or whatever the fuck his deal is sir mouse is an antagonist for good yes. guys, his name is sir clank get it right <laughs> is it sir clank is it is his name sir clank it is sir clank I thought so. Yeah. it is sir clank is lawful evil so, yeah, right? sir clank is there sir clank is there to make sure that nobody's ego gets out of check yeah, sure. <laughs> Bog and Quagmire are chaotic. Either. Without a doubt. They are truly horrifying, and I hate them. <laughs> so they stole Magellan's blanket. <laughs> They're using it as a sale. As a sale, because finders keepers, as they say over and over again, which is makes it true. The amount of dickhead kids Bog and Quag enabled. Oh my is, god, oh my god. This is, this is the closest to a lesson, though, in both of these episodes. It is, right? at least Magellan, because Batley stands up, and he's like, no, Magellan, no. Yeah, he's uh, like, thieves don't get to call finders keepers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, fuck them mm-hmm. up. He's like, social contract, motherfucker. We live in a society. And Bob and Quag are like, we don't pay taxes, idiot. <laughs> if you never get on the grid, they'll never find you. <laughs> This scene was the closest I thought to feeling like I was losing my mind watching because of how much the word blanket is said. I did a count. How many? There are, over the course of a four-minute segment, the word blanket is said 30 times. Mm-hmm. Which means at least every eight seconds, you're going to hear the word blanket. That's cool. This dude did the math. <laughs> he did the math. He did the maths. It's just a little repetitive. A four-minute segment about somebody stealing your blanket and not knowing whether to take it back when you're, like, several feet taller than them? Yeah, it's too long. <laughs> Here's the thing. Does Eureka's Castle advocate for uh, a society without a police force? Uh, and <laughs> I'm sure there's a constabulary somewhere. I, I mean... <laughs> I I think maybe yeah they they every citizen relies on each other to like correct injustices in the system in Eureka's well, Castle. Well, Eureka's Castle is a serf feudal society. It, well, I was going to say that the the uh Deusex uh, landlord, the giant shows up to to nullify this, right? Or does or does Magellan blow them away? I think it's the giant. Magellan okay. Magellan starts to sneeze and he blows them away. I thought it was the giant that showed up because I the, the giant blows things away. But you're right. It's like the butterfly effect. <laughs> I, I think it's interesting that you all are asking this question because I did write in my notes in this in this review, uh, has Eureka's castle ever known war? Yeah, castles aren't like structures of peace, right? They're they're <laughs> like they're like defensive and they have yeah. a moat, so therefore they yeah. must be worried about invasion. Well, I'd argue that maybe the castle knew war, but Eureka does not. Maybe that's where her parents uh, went, you know? Yeah, maybe we're in like oh. a post war castle type thing where it's been reclaimed for art and uh expression or something mm-hmm. like that. Like a Baroque period, we're in the Baroque yes. period. We're in such a fucking Baroque period, my guy. It's so <laughs> Baroque in, am I right? <laughs> no. Nice. The system's pretty Baroque. I got too much Batley in me. He landed on me and I ran through the shower. <laughs> Josh, what did you think of Eureka's Castle? Um, having like I think I missed Eureka's Castle the first time around. Mm. I was a little too old once I got Nickelodeon to like it. So mm. uh I I loved it. <laughs> I'm gonna watch more tonight. I think for like a for like a Sesame Street style show, yeah. it's pretty good actually. They did a pretty good job. It is pretty good. I like that it wasn't so preachy. I always thought Sesame Street was preachy. Mm. <laughs> sharing and progressive <laughs> ideas. <laughs> Socialism Chad <laughs> this one's like if someone takes your stuff light their asses up This is your stuff if if Sesame Street was made in New York and is supposed to be a New York vibe This is a Philadelphia show I, I like what Eureka's Castle suggests as far as like a world where like society is fractured giants roam the the plains and forests and mm-hmm. Clockwork beings are brought to life inside of a castle <laughs> to to speak to us about and sing songs about fish sticks yeah, there are bats that look like my ex-girlfriend's new boyfriend. Like... <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes out.
1: <laughs> That's why he hates bats.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's just got that vibe. Batley shows up next episode. Hey, every guys, it's my younger girlfriend. Uh,
1: fucking Batley.
0: <laughs> if you're watching this, Kevin, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I think that's the podcast. I don't know. Yeah, jo- Josh, where can people find you? You can find me wherever Paul does stuff. Normally, <laughs> uh, I do a show called Continue. I do a show called uh, a podcast called M Class Podcast where we talk about Star Trek. What else? Uh, pretend friends. I'm on that. Uh, I'll be outside later, begging for money <laughs> <laughs> with my trusty wand and cup. <laughs> Josh, have you guys have you guys covered uh, Prodigy yet? No, not yet. But we just Jeff and I just watched uh, Lower Decks and we really liked it. So oh, I'm excited get get for Prodigy. Yeah, get into the animated universe, man. Get yeah, into... no, for real. Yeah. Uh, also, what's your what's your social media handles, Josh? If you want people to and your social security out? number go, too. Go to Twitter and do at Henderson 1983. It's my last name and the year I was born. Wow. What's your social? What's uh What's my social? Uh, four twenty sixty nine. And my mother's maiden name is Titswaggle. (laughs) Well, much the way that uh, Gabe Newell invited anyone to try to steal your Steam account, uh, Josh is throwing out the gauntlet to steal his identity. See what you can do. There you go. Life lock. And hey, if you liked (laughs) this podcast, it's called Goosebuds. And three of us are usually on it. We're the ones that aren't, Josh. Uh, You can... (laughs) You're doing great, Kevin. You're Thanks. doing great. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks Keep the Kevin. advertising voice going. It's, it's great. Uh, hi. <laughs> I'm, i am got a normal speaking voice, and I am going to ask you to visit a website. It's called Goosebuds.store. It's where we sell shirts if you're naked and you need one. You, you, got, you got a lead right now.
1: <laughs> I've we,
0: been playing Ebony all week, and my favorite part is when the g- Minotaur slashes the guy. <laughs> what? Chad, yeah, do you want to talk this in? Because I can never remember how to do it. All right, I'll start with Stefan. This episode of Goosebuds is brought to you by our Patreon supporters, especially those wonderful loves in the Book of Names. Book of Names! Uh, also, Paul's audio is dead. Sorry, so it's just me and Kevin. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the Book of Names. You've already been here a long time. Stefan, Jive Turkey Kuwabara. Cameron Murphy Audio. Michael McDowell. Hey, Josh Rob. Mickey C. Nathan Dolzall. Kelly C. Mike Lanteri. Buddy Moral. Uh, Alcate. Mel Dipson. Zankeith. Low Belly Hate Me. Afshin. Danky Mix Danky. Dango Twist. Brian Wells. Zanticles. Stealth Bates. Patrick Reynolds. Robert Moon. Jason Crooker. Clay Castle. Miguel Pardo. John Keaty. Gaff. Third Sergio. New episode of Paranoia Shop out now! <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, thank you for your name and contribution. Just want to, I need to put an asterisk. There is not a new episode of Paranoia Shop. Do not go looking for it. You'll be disappointed, but thank you for the support. Sniggy! <laughs> Ishak Arifin. Gregory D. Warren! Alan Saylor! Cody Redfield! Bradford Coulter! Aiden Alexander Dice! Reinfected! Jar Jar Slinks! Justin Wagman! Chosen One! Cardboardwalk! Levi Than! Up and Champ! Jonas Engman! Alicia Grafe. Carl. Hey y'all, broccoli here. It's been a fun year, but all things must end. Broccoli recipe incoming? What? Are you going to cook yourself into a recipe or are you just going to share a good broccoli recipe? Also, the year isn't even half over yet. What's happening? <laughs> uh, it goes off the fiscal year. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Okay, everyone, everyone did their taxes. Uh-oh. Doctor, the John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation. Congratulations on your doctorate. Hell yeah. Elusive Koala. Yanni Markovina. Joe. Brooke X. Bezus Christo, a.k.a. Jesus Christ. Christian Van Skeever. Drew Applegate. Jeremy Love. Brian Hobgood, Zach Connor. Patreon underscore donator comma yo. Joe Spooky Digital Ghost. Tierney. Trent Davis. Tom Widham, Jonas Blatterman. Andrew Jadzak is wondering if Zankeith can consistently pull off their namesake's spinning pile driver move. If so, impressive. Lord Cornwallis. Carson Berkham-Bean. Murphy P. Tevin Ticklebean is your new best friend. Paul Grasso. Sean Minogue. Rushy Glenn. Ooh, Glenn <laughs> rushes in. Joe Regular named Scott. Wiggle it! John Pigeon Hat Barber. Hansom. Matt McClellan. Vincent Modica. Luke Knoodles. Alex Moon. The Robot Dog. Mm, beep boop. Hugh Bolin. Sam Bambino. Sarah Kemp. Tanya Turtle. Adam Yakooft. Juan Jalapena. Nathan Remick. Need more kimchi. Not for me, too spicy. I like the kimchi. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm a weirdo. <laughs> Keith Halcrow. I don't even like pickles that much, but kimchi's pretty good. Timothy Lisa Delacus <laughs> <laughs> Clay McCarty. Matthew Stevens. Parker Lee. "Stupid Deek Ham underscore boat. My name is Kevin. Sometimes I edit Kevin Cole's audio out of the episode and put on a mask of his face and respond to Chad and Paul. Oh, you've got kind of a, a single white female thing going on here, Kevin. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. 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 Joey Evans. Raymond Hernandez. Flemily has BDE. Big dwarf energy. Hell yeah. The Crowfens. Matthew Sudden. Carewise Gamji, Lee Wood. Jeffrey Owen Cahi. Swaggy Yolo Squire. Cameron Hansen. Kelsey Kinneman. Russell Casper. Xavier Jimenez. Brendan Arifin. Liam Neeson's dough. Chris Petrikus. Scotty Pippin. Generally Depressing. Dom Sexy Ghost, a.k.a. Captain Sick. Strick. Meet Virginia. Yeah, yeah. Ben Bohan. Dungeon Kappa. Boss Garretson, MC Hamster. Zach Weir. Limp. Duck. Alan G. Jessum. Hey, Anthony, it's going to be all right. And in parentheses, came out as non-binary, changed preferred name. You don't have to read this. <laughs> <laughs> really, what do you think you doing with just the first part? Um, I, I I said we don't have to, not that we shouldn't, but congrats, that's, that's true. awesome. Yeah, congrats, that's awesome. You know what? Yeah, I'm glad we're keeping this all in. Congrats. Love it's it. going to be all right. It is going to be all right. Hell yeah. Tobias Clark. Michael Kupka. Adam Booth. Elden Slick. Oh name. my <laughs> god. I'm assuming it's going to be one of those like ulcerated tree spirits, but just a giant, a giant one. Oh my god. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> oh my god. I think it's going to chomp on your dick. Ryan Stewart. Andre Villanueva. Jonas Evanvoldsen. Calamity Carl. Germ Juice. Nick Johnson. Stephen Day. Estimina, Lord of Paul's Pants. That's why Paul's not here. He's going back to fight to get his pants on. He better. can't podcast without pants on. Ugh against the law ryan carroll jeremy bowser if that's against the law send me to jail for life whoa (laughs) the davey boy (laughs) kenny m megan mccormick mason dr diarrhea congrats on your doctorate too (laughs) (laughs) such a collegiate scholarly podcast we have ninja breadman kieran mcnamara Diet Soda. Scalafella. Got little old moi. Pretty French. Peanut level 69. Jackie Ledoux. Coleman Lagoze. Lamb! <laughs> Dr. Chocula. Congrats, Dr. Chocula. <laughs> I bet Booberry's like a nurse, which is not not a negative thing. I just bet they like work together. Yeah. Boo Booberry does a lot of work, I feel. Booberry feels like it's more important to just like be up in front and dealing with the patients day-to-day. Fruit Brute's yeah. like an orderly, I guess. <laughs> Jimmy Soul! Fair <laughs> of Scots. Levi Kitter. Moon Juice. David Gray. Bryce Deary. Matthew Bretado, Carb Sun. I am Cornholio. I need TP for my bundle. SSJ Trotor! Some of Chad's bird friends. Nicholas Maloney. Midwest Indigo13. Thomas Gensis. Burgers Tildaless World. Whoa. Oh my god. Aaron Lord. Christopher Dunn. Eric Horwitz. Tiffany Lee. Mike Spaghetti Jones. Dr. Egg Drop Suit Man. Lucretia McEvil. Elmrell. Mutant astronaut, also a robot. <laughs> <laughs> Running out of unique ways to say names. I think, I think, have you ever heard the phrase hat on a hat? I think robot, being an astronaut might be too many things. I don't know. You know what? Everything I love is just hat on a hat. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You know, I used to get that note in writer's room sometimes, like, you ever seen someone wearing multiple hats? It's hilarious. <laughs>
1: I think that's a Please
0: put another hat on It's funny I think that's a very popular Fantasy fiction character as well It's just a skeleton wearing a lot of hats So I don't know Hat on a hat might be Might be actually be good I don't know You an astronaut You do yourself Whether you're robotic Or made of flesh Either one Reed Demption. Henry Torbert, Adam Knapp Chris David Lynch XXX Brendan Fraser 666 Logan Derby Brad Schmelzer Chick Milkpunk. Punk Skeletorin Soggy Newspapers. Wagmar Wigmere. Dakota Camp. John W. Mr. Misfire. Mandy Nasty. Llama Lad. 976 Evil. But what's the area code? Philip Reynolds. Kiwi flerv Serial Killer X. Detroit Red. Nathan Gurney. R.R. Davis Crafts Reanimator. <laughs> Oh, oh! Wait, oh! R.R. Davis Crafts, Rye Animator? No. Yeah, I think so. I think that's correct. But you let us know. I think that's. I think it's a play on H.P. Lovecraft's Herbert West, reanimator. But I don't know. I would concur. I would concur. Wow, that's brave of you. <laughs> Scott Wable, Kip Bush, Rocco, Benjamin Luther, Josh Hal. That's Doctor Mister Unimportant to you. <laughs> Another doctor. God, this is just a coming to collegiate sc- school of doctors. Um, Edgar Crassus. Allie safe. Also, by the way, we don't look down on any of y'all if you don't have a doctorate. We don't have doctorates. I don't have doctorates. Liam Rogers. I just think doctors are cool. Yeah. Evan Bowen. Girthworm Jim. Dennis Wright. Jacob Rogers. Zach Bentley. Cameron Ganseveld. Vosivi. Matt Scepter. Greg Gervasi, a.k.a. Vitizen. Oh, yeah. Dakota Kipper. Greg Musto, Paul's proper prolific peener. Huh, we'll have huh. to tell him. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we have already, he already knows it's prolific. Well, it's always nice to be recognized. Yeah, that's true. true. A- Anthony Rodriguez. B. Anne-Marie. Carlsville, except the pig girl, sold all of the lemonade intentionally. Makes you think. Odin's mm. underscore eyehole, M-D. Oh my god, <laughs> that's getting out of hand. <laughs> Taraku. www.givecanny... <laughs> it's your own name. It's your own website. Shit, you're right. www.givekevinmoney.com because monkey food doesn't pay for itself. <laughs> it's true. Last, last month I was given so many monkeys and now uh, I'm in debt. Even even more so than I well, usually you really do. feed monkeys. Um, Sometimes you've got to feed them other monkeys. because that. Oh my god. Well, it's well, got everything a growing monkey needs. So Yeah, yeah. They covered that in War of the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> and welcome to the Book of Names. Hi, first time, long time. Hi, Ally Rose. Welcome, Sprinkle Bums. Glad you're here, Spencer Y. Yo, what is up, James Stavranos. Casual salutations, gelato Coon. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all so very, very much. We could not do this podcast without you. We love you all. Love you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Flypaper.
1: The work of the people. Owned by the people. Supported by the people. Visit flypaper.fm.